Yo, what's good? It's your boy, South 3706. It's Committee Podcast. We got Marcus Sniffles and Ellie with us. What's good? Hola. What's up? All right. So, again, we're going to jump into it with the worst tweet of the week. And this one comes from one of our uh, favorite supporters, Mr. Shut the Decoy. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, Chuck, Chuck got a real out of pocket this week. Oh, no. Chuck, no. Hey, man, Chuck did this to himself. He did this to himself. <laughs> so for whatever reason, I don't know what he was, something about top rap albums came out or something like that. And he he went on to say that, oh, oh and by the way, Twisted Fantasy was average as hell to oh, man. rap non-memorable songs. You cannot be the best album of the decade. Now, mind you, after he said this, he went and live tweeted himself listening to the album, which he pretty much said every track was good. So I'm like, how are you going to say this album is not great when you're sitting here saying, oh, yeah, this song is good. This song is a hit. This song is a banger. That's like, bro, like you're describing a classic album. Now, he, he went on to say that, you know, oh, I'm giving my honest opinion. I'm not a fanboy. Again, I'm not necessarily a Kanye fan. Ooh, jab. But I'm, I'm, I, can, I can separate, you know, fandom from reality. You can't say the album's not great where we can just go down, you know, source for source saying what it is. Like Entertainment Weekly gave an A. Uh, Pitchfork gave it a 10 out of 10. Rolling Stones gave it five stars. Spin gave it a 9 out of 10. USA Today gave it four stars. So, uh, yeah, when all these publications, reputable people are saying this is his best album, is a bona fide, non-deniable classic. Chuck, you're just, uh, you sound like a hater, man. And, and, you're, and your taste in music is severely questioned now. I don't want to take you seriously at all, bro. Listen, Chuck, we appreciate you listening. Um, we just just respectfully disagree here. I mean, you... you, you not even I, respectfully. You're I, flat out wrong, Chuck. I'll wear the, the Kanye fanboy hat, and I will just say that my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy is 100% flames, and it's a classic. If you don't think it's good, then you don't have two properly functioning ears. Yeah, I, I I didn't know what he was. He went on to like list a bunch of other albums, but I was like, bro, what are you? How can you say there oh, were you know no what? memorable it songs? Came, on it there. came from uh, people talking about the old Kanye from last episode. I'm like, yo, if you like the old Kanye, look at this album. Anyone on say like, oh, well, you don't have to lose your soul and still grow. I'm like, bro. Like he's progressing as an artist, he's making moves, he's trying to improve his sound and you know be distinctive and push the culture, but people still want to hear the same soul samples. If Kanye West was still doing the same soul sample sounds, like when people it, were, if you kind of played out, it was like, bro, I want to hear something. A couple, different. a couple of producers started even like when Kanye first came out, like between college dropout and late registration, there were a couple of producers out there that were doing that soul, that sped up soul sampled stuff, and it was kind of when when you're when you come out the gate doing something that hot and that innovative that creative I'm not saying he's the first one to ever do and that easy to copy and do yeah it's super easy to copy a lot of people are going to try that a lot of people try doing that so Kanye just can't keep doing the same thing because he just starts to sound like everybody else Kanye West doesn't sound like anybody else you know a Kanye beat when it comes on and that's why he's he's had to change the sound I think that's also part of his goal as an artist to always switch it up. When he comes out with new music, a lot of times, like, man, I haven't heard that beat. Oh, the 808s and all that other stuff that he would add into his to his producing. It's kind of like, well, nobody's heard that before. Especially, like, back then, he really changed a lot of the way people do music today. So you have to kind of give it to him. He has to switch it up. 
Yeah, he, he also went on to say that uh, there was trash on him, which keeps it from being great. And he also said that Jesus was trash. So Wait, he said there was trash on what? On my beautiful dark <laughs> twisted fantasy? Yeah, and then he... Where was the trash he, at? Then he went on to say Jesus was trash, which I could I could understand if you're team old Kanye where you would say that, but I, I thoroughly enjoy Jesus. Again, I, I like hearing different stuff. I'm really into music production. So hearing something like that from an artist of his, artist of his caliber where he kind of really went left, is, it was pretty uh, I think the thing that, interesting to hear. The, the thing that didn't, I'm not saying it hurt Jesus, but the thing that I guess turned people off from Jesus is their, the first single off of it. The, the way they released it, it was, um, damn, I'm, I'm flaking on the name. But someone said that if they would have released Bound as the first single, people would have gravitated more towards that album because Bound is a little more of a traditional song and people can really, you can really get into a song like that. And it's, you know, your typical kind of talking that shit or whatever. And, you know, being more of the quote unquote old, old Kanye, as opposed to the new, like, you know, black skinheads, Kanye, like that was what he introduced us with. That's what he came out the gate with. Yeah. And that's a totally different sound. Yeah, but that was a cool rollout, how he had But the, I uh... liked it. Yeah, yeah I think... I'm, the rollout was cool. I'm just saying if he would have, if the first sound we would have got from Yeezus would have been bound, more people who are just more traditional hip hop fans would have been like, okay, this is, I'm interested in this, but you hear a little more receptive. You hear black skinhead, and you're just like, "What the? What is a black skinhead? What is yeah, he talking about?" It's just, it shit is super hard. You know, <laughs> I listened to it the other day, and I was listening to the lyrics. I'm like, "This is a little bit deeper than I thought." Yeah, people are like, "Oh, Kanye West sold out." Like he talks about the same stuff. Yeah. From a uh, college dropout up and pretty much throughout his career. Now, again, for another trash album, let's see. Uh, Entertainment Weekly still gave it an A minus. Pitchfork gave it a nine and a half stars or nine and a half out of ten. Rolling Stone gave it four and a half stars. Spin gave it eight out of ten, and The Time gave it a four to five stars. So for a uh, album that I think he made in, damn, he made that album pretty quickly. If I'm not mistaken, I think he made it like a week or something like that. I don't recall. He made something crazy. Yeah, for him to go that left and still be able to go platinum, that shows the greatness of Kanye West. Like for him to even go so far left and still make a an excellent album, in my opinion, shows his weight greatness. Yeah, he could have did a whole album with bound tracks, but again, how is that separating him from the pack? Like he knows exactly. he can he knows he can body this. So, but but the way I look at it is, look at other rappers that have tried to do the same thing, like. Uh, Little Wayne tried to do kind of the same thing with the I Am Not a Human Being, right? No, was that it? The Rock album? Whatever that garbage album was called. That shit was yeah. trash. I tried, yeah, man. I tried. That was trash. Yeah, your favorite <laughs> artist can do Kanye. I didn't listen at all. Kanye, Kanye West can go all the way left and still go platinum. Your favorite artist cannot do that. So you will put respect on Kanye West's name, Chuck. And I'm not going to lie, to be honest with you, I did like Yeezus. But I enjoyed it a lot more after I saw the uh, the live show. That made me really. I was like, oh, okay. When when you see how it's put together, how it flows, kind of has like a little bit of a story to it. It made me appreciate the album a lot more. But I, I liked it more after uh, after the life of Pablo came out. I listened to that, and then I went back and listened to Jesus, and then I realized like 
for me, the life of Pablo is kind of like all the sounds from every one of his albums put into one. Like, I feel like he used a lot of the same energy and um, distortion and kind of the yelling thing that he did on, on Jesus. I feel like he used it on life of Pablo also. So you can tell it's like a, a, like a, like he's, he's showing, he's pretty much showed his growth throughout all his albums on uh, the life of Pablo. It's like him showing off basically like, these are all the things I've done throughout my career, and I'm going to put them all onto one album. Yeah, and they say he's uh, actually working with uh, Kid Cudi right now. Put an album. Some people. Ooh, that's going to be so uh, emotional. Yeah, that's going to be I'm, so emo. I don't know if I'm here for that, but allegedly. I'm here for it. I love Kid Cudi. I'm here for it. I have my Kanye stand hat on. I'm ready for it. But I'm gonna listen to it, but that's not the Kanye West I want to hear. Like people want the the, the old Kanye. I don't want to hear a depressed Kanye. But oh well. Hey, you never know. There's too much too much depression going on with him and Kid Cudi's boy like that. But I guess they're they're a happy, healthy out of rehab. Uh, some people think that actually shout out to Michael Pratt. He thinks we're in the midst of a Watch the Throne two rollout, which I'm very skeptical about. Uh, nah, that's, nah. I don't think so. I think that ship is sailed. That ship is gone, man. Well, like Kanye and Jay doing. Like crumbling. I thought like the throne crumbled. <laughs> like, I mean I'm that. It would make it would make a lot of sense as you think about it. You had Lemonade, which brought us, you know, a seat at the table and full forty-four. Uh, imagine if this is just some big. What if they they could be working out their issues as we speak right now? Like, hey, but you I'm gonna feel so played. Like, it's not, it's not like played. It's, it's humans. They go back so far. They have so much history. Like, like you said in this interview on uh, Rap Radar, you know, Kanye crossed the line. Maybe Kanye will realize that. Say, hey, you know, I effed up. Uh, let's let's get back to what we do best and create content that people are excited to hear. Or they go the other route and watch the throne part two could be Kanye West and insert artists. People want to hear like Kanye Rick West Ross. Rick Ross or something. That is I I, I uh, prefer I don't know. I would prefer a Kanye West. I would prefer a Kanye West Rick Ross collab yeah. album over a Jay-Z Kanye part two. Like I don't want uh, I, I I don't want a part I don't want another watch the throne if I could get Jay Z or Kanye and Rick Ross. I, I wouldn't that. choose. I wouldn't choose Rick Ross, but I don't know if they can really top it. I like. I still like when I go to the gym. <laughs> well, when I do go, like, that's still <laughs> that's like on my playlist. That's on my workout playlist. Like I, I still listen. To it, it was for me too. I listen listen to, to it regularly. So I, I don't mean, know it, if they'll be able to top it. It's it's not a thing as far as like. It's not like, you know, J. Cole and Kendrick where you're like, okay, these two guys are great. Maybe they'll sound good together. It's it's not that Jay-Z, not damn, Kanye and Rick Ross have pretty solid chemistry. He was on two songs from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. He was on Kanye yeah, West. But they weren't going, they weren't exchanging. Though. They weren't going back and first and forth. It was like, hey, you do your verse, I do my verse. Him and, him and Jay-Z were kind of going, you know, tick for tat, which... I feel like, but I feel like they've done enough songs together that they have the chemistry to do something like that. It's not out of the realm of possibility. They have plenty of songs together that sound really good. Maybach Music Two was a great ass song. Let's see. Yeah. Die Young is a good song. Yeah, I could. We're, we're, okay, we're, are we gonna do this? We're gonna do it like Kanye and Rick Ross could do a good ass no, album together. Live Fast, I Youngs again. That was them both doing separate verses. I can't hear. I can't hear it going from Rick Ross. Back to Kanye, it just doesn't. It doesn't you, couldn't, feel. you couldn't hear that until Jay Z and Kanye did it. 
they hadn't done it before until watching yeah, but they, but they set the bar so now i have an expectation for that and i don't you don't feel like you that. don't feel like rick ross could step into jay-z shoes right now i'm i'm skeptical absolutely not absolutely not i think if you give rick ross the same kind of production that he had him watch the throne. Like people, Rick Ross is not a bad rapper. Like I'm not saying he is, but he's not Jay Z. He's not Jay Z. I know, but chemistry. But do you do you think Jay Z is coming with that same energy on an, like that he had on watch the throne? One, do you think he's bringing that same energy? If not more, I'm sure he yeah. Because he didn't really have it on four forty four. He had it on Bam. He had it on Bam. Like I'm, uh, I'm talking about Mee, that. Marcy Me was flitter names. Marcy Mee was that, crazy. that was a good technical song, but he wasn't giving you that hype shit. Like he wasn't talking that cat I shit. I don't really, really need that hype shit. Like when they when that's they what Watch the Throne is though. Not not necessarily. It, it has some of it, but it had aspects of it. Like when they put out Ham, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to hear this because Jay Z and Kanye West on a Lex Luger track was kind of weird at the time. But the, the album, that, that's kind of. I feel like that's what it would have been if you'd have did uh, releasing Bound Two first, like Jesus. It kind of led people to think it was really one thing, but it really wasn't that. Like, Murder Excellence isn't really that hype shit. Uh, no Church in the Wild isn't really that hype shit. The Joy is not really that hype shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of pretty mellow songs on there. It has a couple, but it's not the the basis of the album. So, but that's 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 why my thoughts on that. And then another uh, side note, Chuck. A lot, of, a lot of a lot of things that people, no, we're still talking to China. Yeah, one thing that uh, again, the, the the highlight Kanye West's greatness. A lot of people failed to respect him that he made a platinum album without cursing or saying the n word one time on Alewaste Heartbreaks. What other rapper could do that? Oh, you oh, said wait. without cursing. I was gonna say saying without saying the N word. I'd have gave you Eminem, but you said without cursing. Okay, so. yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Eminem yeah. curses up a storm. So that, if you that's a that's an amazing feat that I feel that wasn't talked about. If it was, I don't recall it. But that's that's pretty incredible, especially I mean, he, for the cost of that album to be so depressing and still great at the same time, and not to curse or say the N word. Even his features, even the people who featured like Jeezy and Lil Wayne, they didn't curse either. So. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, I did. I did. I watched something on YouTube. He was talking about uh, creating that album, and the line where he says, "How could you be so Doctor Evil?" What he what he originally had was, "How could you be so goddamn evil?" And then he changed it to Doctor Evil. Hmm. It's a little tidbit because I'm a Kanye West stan, and I I look for stuff like that. Yeah, I'm a a weirdo. Hi, Chuck. You're not gonna win this one here at uh, the committee podcast. And, and I have invited Chuck on here to uh, speak his mind and talk to us. Whenever you're ready to come on, Chuck, uh, let us know. So real quick, I'm going to throw a curveball in here. So Throw it. One of our other listeners, um, she knows who she is when she hears this, but she uh, she has a problem with representation of the, the Bay Hive and... Uh, oh, I know who you're talking like, about. Like, what? Like, like women. I think. So I... I'm at the point now where uh, I guess uh, she feels like I guess the black woman isn't represented well. I'm like, okay, well, technically, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, you can be uh, of Latino descent and still be considered black. Like you'd be Afro Latino, uh, you know, the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Okay, I thought I thought we was going into some like Beyonce shit, like for no, 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 no. so I, I feel that I feel that the representation is there, 
just because it's not Have necessarily. Have I met this person? It's how I know if I know I'm, if I'm you, talking about you the know right person. Who, you know who I'm talking about. I know. You, you okay. saw the text messages. Oh, jeez. Oh, so, so what, what, look, and see, you know what? This is this is the women. Well, Y'all got to band it, together, man. Like, what is going question. on? What is it? What so is when it comes to when it comes to the Bayhive, I don't. Well, I guess I don't understand you. She feels as though it's a misrepresentation. What? Because I'm Hispanic, and like there's no other woman no, here. Like, I, I, do I have me. to be? Do I have to be considered? And here's the, to go back to your point. Being Hispanic is an ethnicity, it's not a race. So technically mm. being Hispanic, I get to choose what race I want to be. On all my paperwork, I put black. Period, point blank. So that's if the that's the case, so and that's basically my thought process. That's how they recognize me. They don't recognize me as being white. Not just cops, but just, I guess, society or what I feel more comfortable with. If I'm in a group of white people and I'm in a group of black people, I'm going to probably feel more, not probably, I know I'm going to feel more comfortable not with the white people. I'm going to feel less comfortable. But... I don't, I don't understand. So what? Because, so I'm not black, so I can't represent the beehive or... Mm. Mm. Is that what it is? I feel like you I represent... Me, I wasn't listening to the conversation. Like, I wasn't there. I feel like I do a pretty good job holding on the beehive. I feel like when it, when Chris comes to sell, well I got for it. A male. I, got I think it. you do well for a male. I got it on well, lock. Well, again, I, and also, I guess, it kind of sucks last week with you not being here uh, for the makeup rebuttal or... From the DMs about the makeup stuff, so again, she was kind of upset that there wasn't a fair representation of women. Which I mean, it is what it is. We had this, you know, show must go on, but yeah, you know, sorry. But that, that that's why I tried to get a couple uh, DMs to kind of because it, it, it would sound weird if it just a bunch of dudes are talking about. Well, why I don't see why she makeup. doesn't just come on. It's not like it's impossible for her to come on. Come on, say your piece. Let's discuss this. You know, we'll have to we'll have to talk to management about that. I don't know if management <laughs> is ready for for uh, that to, to happen. So we'll see what we can do. You know, we'll see if we can get it written up in the contract. You know, oh, make boy. some make some moves. Moving on. So today that was is hella random. That was the real you know, curveball. This, this is this is what we're here. We're trying to get your uh, your fresh thoughts. So today is uh, we're recording this episode. It's the twenty third of August. So I don't know if it's still going on, but the uh, Kaepernick rally from the NFL headquarters was going on. I didn't go. And as you should <laughs> You didn't I go? Wanted for, I wanted well, to. For, for, no, no, no. That's a bad idea. So, yeah. What? Why didn't you go? As I, as I heard I uh, another... You know, life. I heard a radio personality say that uh, there's the feds are out there, so you don't want to be on the list. So I wouldn't I wouldn't have been out there. I'm not trying to be on the list. Were the feds at the Charleston rally? Or? I was just going to ask that. No, I don't understand. Said, well, they only show up to the the um, the darker pigmentation rallies, I guess, apparently. So. Oh. I might be wrong, but that's that's why I was told. I'm like, yep, uh, I can't be on any list. I, I like my job. So we're not going to do this. You lie. You weren't planning on going to begin with. Cause I, was I like, actually forgot go. it, I forgot it was like, today no. until I saw it. But yeah. <clears throat> So, uh, but I saw on Twitter, I didn't see any, uh, I didn't see any crazy stuff happen. So shout out to the, uh, I guess the NYPD. There was actually a lot of support, surprisingly, from, from uh, NYPD groups out there. Uh, that is a uh, fraternity out there, brothers out there supporting them. A lot of people are capping their shirts. So I'm glad that there wasn't tear gas and rubber bullets and tanks and all kinds of crazy stuff. Like we can have- Knock on wood, it's still early. I mean, yeah, well, it's probably at this point, it's probably dissipated. Most people have probably gone home. It's still trending on Twitter, but 
Yeah, I mean, people just want to let the league know, like, the jig is up. Like, the wool might have been over our eyes before, but we have we have seen the light. We have all become woke, so. Yeah. It's, it's not a game. And it's, it's cool that it's actually starting to get a lot of traction, as you saw with the, uh, well, if you saw with the Browns player, they, they did a bit of a demonstration, even after their coach kind of suggested not to do that. Uh, had a group of players uh, taking a knee and a couple of other players you know, putting their hands on their shoulder. They said they were uh, doing a prayer, which is, I guess, kind of a scapegoat because someone's going to bother you if you're praying, unless you're of another religion. But that's a different discussion. But it's cool, man. Like, people are starting to get hip to this. And the, and the cool thing about it was there are people that are, are actually projected to be good players in that team doing it. Like, I believe their rookie quarterback they drafted, Deshaun Kaiser, if I'm not mistaken, he, you know, he was involved with the uh, Jabril Pre- Peppers. Was it? Yes, Jabril Peppers representing East Orange, New Jersey. Shout out to him. Yo, what's up? Uh, yeah, he's a first round draft pick. So you're not cutting any of these people. They're nils. This is where the rubber is going to hit the road where you have, you know, I'm not saying star players, but players that aren't not going to be on your roster doing these type of things. Okay. And I'm glad this is starting to kind of trickle down. We just need one star white quarterback. Aaron okay. Rodgers, we need you to step up to the plate. <laughs> drop, drop to that knee. Because, like, Aaron Rodgers can do no wrong. Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl almost a decade ago and hasn't – he's been great, but I feel that his his legend is better than his actual production. Like, if I'm not mistaken, he's never come back from a two-touchdown two deficit, which is kind of crazy to think about as great as Aaron Rodgers is. But we, we need one of those guys. We know Tom Brady's not going to do this. He's obviously a wild Trump supporter, but we need somebody – to step up, you know, one of our Caucasian stars and, you know, I th- show a little more solidarity with the brothers. I just think it's ironic that um, they, they owners and general managers and certain certain fan bases don't want Colin Kaepernick on their team because they feel like he'll be a distraction. But him not getting signed, him not being signed for as long as it's been, has become a bigger distraction because now everybody yeah. – like almost every team has a player that's doing it or speaking out or doing something. So if, if Colin Kaepernick were signed right now, or if he would have got signed a couple months ago, I mean, would players still be kneeling? Maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't I know, doubt it. but it's still like the issue that you have with Kaepernick is now amplified. You don't want fans don't want to see players kneeling for the Anthem. And now a bunch of them are doing it. And some of them are doing it because it's like, hey, we're doing it for social justice, activists, you know, equal rights. And there's probably some of them who are doing it because it's like, yo, Kaepernick deserves a chance and we're going to keep kneeling until he gets a job. So if you would have had a job, some of these dudes would be standing up. So all this attention and distractions that you thought were going to come with Kaepernick, Kaepernick's not here, and the distract, the quote-unquote distraction is still there. It hasn't gone anywhere. If anything, it's more amplified. Yeah, also shout Agreed. out to uh, – I'm about to butcher this uh, beautiful Muslim sister's name, but uh, I'm going to call her Miss Muhammad because I cannot pronounce her first name. I'm sorry. Uh, she's actually from uh, Maplewood, New Jersey. She's the uh, the one Olympian who uh, wears the uh, – I say this wrong all the time – the uh, – Hijab. Hijab. Yeah, the fencer. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 
don't, yeah, I don't she, know her name, but I, I know who you're talking about. I promise you, two weeks ago, I saw her at the grocery store. I promise you lie. I, the I promise that, store that we go to? Yeah, I promise no. I saw her at the stop and shop. Because she, she's from Maplewood, so she probably lives here. That's but right I just saw she was at the... Uh, at the at the Kaepernick rally, so shout out to her. You know, we have we have Olympians out here saying, "Hey, like, this is this is not right." And I'm sure that she feels definitely can understand the issues that he's trying to, to bring light to, especially you know, as we've spoken on you know, the, our Muslim sisters probably had it very tough, very tough out here. So the the know. wild thing about what Kaepernick is doing, if you if you just take away take away him kneeling, like just erase that from your memory and just start from like the off season, like him going to talk to kids about, you know, you know, their rights, starting this whole know your rights campaign, um, trying to help people on parole and convicted felons to get a job, giving out free suits for people for job interviews, sending money to third world countries. He's almost up to a million dollars. He's trying to raise a million dollars. He's only a hundred thousand dollars away. Um, he's done a lot of, charitable things he's been very active in the community and he's done a lot of good things if you if you take all that stuff and ignore him kneeling for the anthem he would be the nfl's man of the year based on all the stuff he's done off the field but people cannot get over him taking a knee and they're ignoring everything else that he's done they're ignoring the money he's given they're ignoring the the talks that he's giving the people they're ignoring all the good stuff that he's done because they're offended because he, he they're t- also ignoring the reason why he kneeled in the first place yeah there's a lot of there's it, it's just it's just wild to think that if he does everything that he's done so far eat say say he's just like you know what i'm gonna retire from football and i'm gonna just focus on activism i'm gonna focus on trying to make this country better for everybody you'd be talking about giving him a nobel peace prize or you know, people would be talking about get one one day. And he's still, I mean, yeah. he would get he would have got one sooner. Now it's going to probably take some time for him to get one because people don't like him now. He's, you know, you think it's something else. You think it's like, you know, like in politics, you know, how like there's a lot of things behind the scenes in the White House we don't know about. Yeah, racism. You think there's something you think? Well, no, that's something that we know. We really know about that. You think it's something else? You think he did something like and they're not going to talk about it? Nah, well, I mean, as of today, like like Marcus said, he's at eight hundred thousand dollars. He just donated another hundred thousand dollars, and he, man, so all the people that kind of were again, they didn't really agree with how he did the protest. Like we've we've beaten this point to the ground, but I I don't care. It's, it's necessary for people to continue to hear this so they can realize that hey, this guy actually cares. If you just look at some of the people in place he donated money to, it's crazy. He actually donated. Uh, $34,000 to uh, Dreamville, to one of J. Cole's uh, nonprofit organizations, Lower East Side Girls Club in NYC, Power of the Peace Toolkit, just to name a few, Teen Vogue Summit, General Transportations, 33000 to 100 Suits for 100 Men, the program for uh, people that got out of prison and need a job interview close, dry cleaning, new suits, new shirts, almost $10,000 worth of that, $2,000 in vehicle repairs, Gas trips for people to go visit their families at Rikers Island. Trips for women in prison. Anything, anything you could think of that people would, anybody else doing these type of things, they'd be like you said, 
lauded and propped up as this great citizen, this great American, but this guy is being looked at as some sort of some sort of villain for all the wrong reasons. Anti-American. Yeah, and again, a lot of the people that are mad that he's kneeling for these rights or that he kneeled for these rights and compromised for the military again. First he was sitting, then he actually said, hey, I'm going to compromise because I've spoken to these people to show them more respect. A lot of these people are mad at him. They wouldn't donate a dime to anybody for anything. So yeah, that, that really mean, tells them a lot about themselves. He's also not, He's. I mean, for, for someone of his stature, it would have been easy for him to just give money because he's got money. He could easily just yeah. give money, but he's, he's giving his time. time, and that's very mm-hmm. important. And, and and for me, it's a thing where I feel like he, I feel like he knows that he's not getting back in the NFL. Like I feel like he knows that, and I feel like this is just my opinion. I feel like he's at peace with that because he's doing things that are a little bit more. He's doing things that are more important than football. But the thing that I can respect about that is because of what he did. Now all these other players are starting to take a stand and hopefully hopefully these players aren't just taking a knee for taking a knee's sake. Hopefully they're taking a knee and going out and doing the work, doing the stuff that he did, following in his footsteps. And just to wrap up the Kaepernick thing, this NFL season, I will be tweeting out before every game, I hope you guys that are mad <clears throat> – are at your house standing up for the na- national anthem every time. You better be in your house standing up with your hand over your heart and your hat off your head. I don't care if you're at home or if you're at a sports bar. If you were that mad at Colin Kaepernick over him taking a knee over the anthem, you better get your ass off your couch, put down the Cheetos, put your beer down, turn it, don't look at your phone, stand up for the anthem, do it at your house. If, you, if, you, if you're that mad, if you're that offended, you stand up. Well, but we all yeah. we all know how that's gonna go. So, it's uh, you know, America KKK man. I don't see how they can get away with it though. What do you mean? Well, because if, because I said like, do you think there's something else that he did, and that's why they're like, you know, no, really shutting no, him out? No, I'm not saying no that he has. No, I'm not saying that. But here's my point. My point is, if it's bluntly because of racism. How is it that they can get away with that? That's my point. There, I'm trying to think, like, is there really nothing else? He hasn't done anything else for you to be this mad at him? If this is the reason why you're this mad at him and you're banning him, then that's, like, that's, that's, that's trash. How, how can they get away well, with that? I can that? answer that the best. You said, it, you, you said it if it's racism, correct, right? Right. Okay. All the billionaire owners of NFL teams are all old white men. So, Well, the, the Jags are not going to. The Jags owner is uh, well, he might as well he might as well be an old white man too because he donated one million dollars to President Trump's campaign. So. Well, the, the thing the thing about uh, why he why if Colin Kaepernick wouldn't wanted to take legal action, all teams have to say is like, oh, he he just doesn't fit our system, or we yeah. don't have the cap space, or you can you can come up with reasons that aren't explicitly you know we just don't want him because of what he did on the protest. There, there, there's reasons you can have, but people are seeing. The thing is, people are starting to see through that. People are starting to look at film and look at the numbers, look at the data. They're like, "Yo, right. this guy can still play. He can play in any system. He's played well. He's played better than a lot of these other players that are getting jobs." So, well, shout out to uh, Freddie Beast from Deuce Lunch Podcast. I think he's actually. Uh, I don't know if he's boycotting the season, but he says he's not going to give the NFL any type of promotion. Uh, Adolphus Savage, wherever he's at, he's a one day. Uh, he said that he's going to do a, I think, an eight game 
band last I checked. So shout out to them because they're better than me. I will be watching the Falcons every <laughs> single Sunday. But again, that doesn't mean I have any less respect for the movement. I still you know, respect and support them in ways that I can. It's just yeah, it's not, shout, it's shout, not to, shout out to Career Crooks. Uh, he's on, on Twitter also. Uh, he said he, he actually hasn't watched the NFL for two years. He said he, he hasn't watched for two years. So actually, go to wow. go to his website. He's actually a rapper. He's kind of good. So check him out. He's out of Philly. Career. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's good, man? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the Jaguars actually came out and said that for their third preseason game, they're going to start Chad Henney. So they drafted a guy in the first round who's probably about to lose his job. And Chad Henney is a career backup. But Colin Kaepernick, who less than four or five years ago had a team in the Super Bowl, one pass away from being a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So that tells you all you need to know. All y'all people that say anything sports related that why you cannot be on a team, you're, you're telling on yourself and you are an idiot. And I don't respect you. So shout yeah. out. Zilla, Zilla Rocca. Z I L L A R O C C A. We'll probably just add Adam via post the podcast. Yeah, he so. said he hasn't he hasn't watched the NFL for like two to three years. Wow. Well, sticking with the NFL, how, how did you feel when you uh, saw that your boy Odell almost uh, lost his uh, tennis in his knee? Well, you know, initially I was like, oh, my God. You know, I was just so worried. And I was like, is he going to be okay, babe? you going to be okay? And then, you know, he texted me afterwards. Everything was fine. So I'm not concerned at all about him this season. <sighs> Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, real quick on that, I saw a lot of people saying that that was a dirty hit. That's definitely wasn't. That's football, man. Like that's that's what it is. Like, Which is really rough. It was a, it was a rough hit, but that's it's a violent game. You see, it looks way worse in slow motion, but that was a that was a clean hit, man. Yeah, lucky. But it it, it does bring to the point that why do we have preseason football? And and that's on the coaches too. Like if you you shouldn't have your star players out there for more of the season. Uh, full disclosure, I am a Falcons fan. Julio Jones has not played a single snap of preseason. And allegedly it's for health reasons, but we y'all don't have to lie. Y'all just don't want him to play. Like, just is what it is. Preseason games don't count. We need to have him out here risking freak injuries. And, again, with football, it's always one play away from me out for the season or career. But I'd rather that one play be risked when it counts versus the preseason where it absolutely doesn't count. So shout out to the Falcons for being smart. Also, there was some big news the other day, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, where there was a big trade uh, between the Cavs and the Celtics. And there's a lot of people that are kind of skeptical about this trade. I don't know all the details. Marcus probably knows more. He's more of the NBA guy. But with these trade, with the trade between uh, Isaiah Thomas and uh, Kyrie Irving, those guys aren't – they're not signing uh, extensions on They're just kind of renting players for a year, correct? Well, Isaiah Thomas is in the last year of his deal, and Kyrie Irving has two years. So he's gonna be he's gonna be a boss for two years. Yeah, at the very least, he'll be there Ooh. for two years. Damn. Sorry, sorry to hear <laughs> that. Like, how do you go from a horrible, poor state that's very cold to a very racist state that's very cold like that? Damn. That hurts. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess he didn't have a choice because he got traded. But man, you really—I feel you took a hell because you didn't get out there. And again, you want to be in the man in your squad, but. Bruh, those streets are not as, as cool as you think it is without LeBron James, you know, having your back. So, uh, God bless. It'll be interesting. People are kind of geeked up because they got Gordon Hayward and, uh, I guess, an up-and-coming up coach. But um, 
Yeah. Bottom line is nobody has any answer for the Warriors, so all these trades really don't mean anything except maybe, maybe the year after next. I'm actually I don't even care about next season. To be honest with you, in the NBA, but the next season that's when it's going to be lit because you're going to have what Paul George is going to be a free agent, uh, Russell Westbrook's going to be a free agent, LeBron James obviously is going to leave Cavs. I don't know what that's going to do for Isaiah Thomas, but the, the Western Conference is definitely going to be interesting. But again, I still don't think a LeBron going to the Lakers will be great for the West necessarily. Like he's going to put himself in a situation where he's going to have a tougher road to attempt to make to the finals. Again, the only way I think the Golden State kind of falls off is if Clay Thompson gets greedy and decides he wants to be the star of a team and then kind of break up their chemistry. But other than that, if he's smart, he'll hang around. But until he leaves, it's – Golden State in four, man. Golden State in five, whatever you want to say. Like. I, I, uh, also, uh, shout out to Chuck the decoy because he said that Cleveland won this trade. And it's very clear that Cleveland lost this trade because Cleveland traded away a young all-star for a older all-star with possible hip injury, hip problems, who's also like five inches shorter. And he is also Isaiah Thomas, like I said earlier, is on a one year deal. So you have you have the possibility of going into this offseason, not at the end of this season, you have a possibility of losing Isaiah Thomas, LeBron James, and Kyrie Irving. All three of those guys could be gone. And all you have left is Kevin Love, who is also has who also has back problems and is closing in on 30. Um, the only thing that the Cavs did right was they got that Nets pick from uh, the Celtics, which is probably going to be a top five, probably even a top three because the Nets are terrible. But the thing you have to look at when it comes to Cleveland is Cleveland, since since Dan Gilbert has been the owner of that team, they have not been able to build a playoff team without having arguably the second greatest player to ever live. Without LeBron James, Cleveland has done nothing. Even with LeBron James – they are barely competent, and they have one of the best players of all time. So, even if you're if you're Isaiah, if you're Kyrie Irving, you're on the Celtics. You're gonna go through this year. You're probably gonna get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you'll probably lose to the Cavs. That's fine, but LeBron is leaving, regardless. He's 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 not staying in Cleveland. So after that, you have a chance to run the East because you have yourself and uh gordon hayward is a solid player al horford's another solid player and brad stevens is good enough to coach you guys up and to get uh, swept pretty much in the finals yeah but you're yeah. gonna you're gonna pretty much run the east if you stay with boston and maybe get well, one more shooter 70, 70, 76ers man they might be uh, they might be able to come in and shout out to hell for but... completely checking you out at the sports segment <laughs> <laughs> she just said i'm not <laughs> I mean, I, I do, I do like the uh, the Celtics, but they're still, they still got a. I needed a years. refill. Okay, don't judge me. Yeah, they, and the they, Charger. They're, 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 I mean, the Sixers are are a couple of years away from being like finals contenders. But if you're Kyrie Irving, you're actually in a solid, you're in a solid position to get, not not this year, but next year, you're in a position to be a staple in the finals and being able to make a name for yourself because a lot of people. I'm I'm one of those people that's in that camp that doesn't think Kyrie Irving is 
as good as we think he is. I think he's he looks good because he's, he's playing with watch. LeBron because he's playing with LeBron James. But if he was playing in Phoenix, no one will be like, "Oh, I love watching Kyrie Irving." I don't know about that, but uh, there's a guy Devin Booker in Phoenix that nobody knows about, and he's he's also fun to watch. But their team is sorry, so nobody watches them. If he had, if Devin Booker played for the Cavs, people would be like, "Oh, Devin Booker! I love watching Devin Booker." And, I'm, and, and let me not say that Kyrie Irving is – Kyrie Irving's not trash. He is a fun player. But when you're with LeBron James, you tend to look a lot better. Shout out to Kyrie Irving, who's also from North yeah, New Jersey. this is a very New Jersey-heavy uh, uh, podcast. But to, to wrap that up, I, I do want to give a big fuck you to the fans of the Celtics who there felt the go. need – to burn Isaiah Thomas's jersey. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, he not only recruited Al Horford, he also recruited Gordon Hayward. And he made a point to say that he wanted to stay with the Celtics, something that historically does not happen with, I'll be frank, black players don't really stay in Boston like that. They don't re-up in Boston because of Boston's history. And last season during the playoffs, his sister died, and he still played, and and he got traded. He didn't leave. He didn't opt out. He got traded, and you still have the audacity to burn his jersey. You are the worst person on the planet. Well, I think those people just want. I think they just want attention because those 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 tweets be going off. But yeah, that first of all, it's a waste of like eighty dollars in gasoline. Yeah, if you burn, shout, shout out to them. if you burn anybody's jersey, you're the worst person on earth. You're the top five were you're up there with murderers and rapists you're that oh, bad of a person okay. top well, one, five one thing you failed to mention that the cavaliers will also lose with lebron james and uh, they lost kyrie uh they lost that pick and they will also lose their entire fan base next year when lebron james leaves so shout out to uh, kj the dallas kid who does our videos he actually checked in he, he had a quick question that i really don't want to answer because it's an annoying question <laughs> but he said, "Who had the best season out of Julio?" First, okay, guys, stop giving, <laughs> stop giving Odell, stop giving Odell. Don't call him OBJ. He hasn't earned any type of acronym for his name. His name is Odell. When he catches touchdown pass in the playoffs, then maybe you can call him OBJ. But his name is Odell Beckham Jr. So type it out or just say Odell. So he's saying, "Who had the best season out of Julio, Odell, and Antonio Brown?" When you say best season, what I don't. That's kind of a vague question. If you're going straight stats, uh, you'd probably have to go with, uh, I'd probably say Antonio Brown stat-wise, because for whatever reason, he's a monster in the red zone, gets a lot of targets, gets a lot of catches. Historically, Julio, he gets hurt, and then if we have a lead, we're, we take him out of the game anyways. He's, and not, then, a big end for, he's, not, a, he's not a big touchdown person either. I, I think he has the ability to be it's yeah, just he, scheme. We're, we're more of a running team. We get inside yeah. the red zone. We're we're going to run the ball. It's they, not they for lack of ability. It's just he just doesn't. He does like you look at his numbers. He's had double digit touchdowns once. Not so, saying yeah. it's his fault, but he just doesn't put up touchdowns. And then if you're gonna go for a fantasy aspect, I definitely would probably go Antonio Brown, Odell, and then Julio because with the Falcons, they spread the ball out to any and any anybody else. Falcons jersey on the side offense will probably end up catching. A touchdown pass. It's just what it is. They're not really a hey. We have our guy running the end of every touchdown. It's like hey, whoever's open, whatever whoever schemed open, that's who get the ball. So I, I think uh, if I had to pick, I think I would go with Antonio Brown also, just because I think Brandon Marshall is going to get 
a lot of Odell's uh, end zone looks. All the looks that Odell was getting in the end zone, I think Brandon Marshall will get some of those, so I think it'll cut into his touchdown production. But I think he'll put up like a lot of catches and yards, but yeah. his touchdowns will probably go down this year. So staying on football, just wrap things up a little bit. Uh, Madden. Sure, go ahead. We don't talk to women about sports. Yeah, get back in the get back in the kitchen. Get back in the kitchen. Make make sandwiches. Or How something. dare you? <laughs> it's gonna be Odell because I'm biased. That's all. That's my point. And I wish you just edit out that because I was a waste of time. <laughs> so speaking of football, Madden recently released. Uh, shout out to anybody who wants to play me in Madden. My tag is. Uh, BLK underscore excellence on PlayStation. I, I've played uh, two games. I played one ranked game online where I was victorious 28 to 14. And I played my homeboy today and I was not so victorious. So, Madden, y'all need to fix y'all. Sure, this is this is real life. Silence. Madden, y'all need to get y'all shit together. I've been playing Madden for a long time. Did you just silence me? There is, there is no reason. <laughs> There is no reason between two good Madden players, me and my homeboy, shout out to El Breezy, who's been on the podcast. There is no reason there should be a game where we throw 13 interceptions. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yo, <laughs> bro. <laughs> my completion percentage, my quarterback rating was like 36.8. It was disgusting. Wow. And I still should have won the game. I lost the game because, uh, you know what, this is very Kyle Shanahan-ish. But I'm up. I'm up a touchdown. <laughs> And instead of running the ball, I decided I'm gonna, throw, I'm gonna throw to the flats, and I threw a pick six, so I lost the game. So, but again, we didn't say this was official. You know, it's still preseason, so they're still working out the bugs. So anybody who plays Madden, I'm gonna invite you to the committee lounge. I'm gonna do a uh, uh, probably a weekly Madden power rankings because this this is what'll happen. I know L, you're probably like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Y'all, the women folk, people don't play Madden. Guys who don't play Madden, you don't care. This is important. I've never played a woman in that. Shout out to any woman that wants to play me. I'm down for that. But this is what will happen. So there's a lot of people talking some cash money, whatnot, from back in the day. You know, you know I'm, I'm a, a legendary man player in my block, you know. these call me man king. But there's people, it's like revisionist history. It's kind of like Donald Trump. He'll, oh, dang, I said his name. It's like 45. He'll uh, come out and say, oh, you know, this was the biggest inauguration of all times. Like, bro, we have pictures. Like, we have receipts. So in my case of Madden, I, I really don't have a lot of receipts, but a lot of people like to change up stories. Like, oh, yeah, I beat you back. I'm like, bro, you did not beat me. So with these weekly power rankings, I will keep track and I will keep receipts on who wins and who loses. So if you're trying to get down with that, uh, you know, give me a holler. We'll at you. But, yeah, we're not going to have any more lying. We're not people perpetrating. We're going to see if you've got that life. And if you're not about that life, you'll get exposed in the timeline. So shout out to all the Madden players out there. But uh, closing, y'all got any shout outs? It's, uh Getting past my bedtime. So, yo, uh, I just seen this on uh, on Twitter. Apparently, they got this uh, this dildo that looks like a Game of Thrones sword. So, so this is something for like people that are big nerds and watch Game of Thrones. Now you guys have something you can go fuck yourselves with. So shout out to y'all. So there, there will be no Game of Thrones slander on this podcast again. I, I, I know this is gonna happen. I know you haven't watched it yet. Marcus has not watched Game of Thrones, but once you actually watch it, and shout out if you don't watch it, like y'all are just again, everybody's not into the 
I was one of those people. When I initially heard what the storyline was, casting my job or like reading the books, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to read this. Like, what is this? Like, real life golden axe? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't care about this. Like midgets and dwarves and shit like that. But it, it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of false advertisement. The way that they project the, the characters and story to be, it's, it's way better once you watch the show. Like. Again, there's a lot going on. There's a lot you can miss, but the story is very interesting. I think it's gonna be one of those shows that, if you're not watching it in real time, you're gonna kind of be like, dang, I missed out on a lot of conversation with them. Like, with me, I wish that I was, I was watching Sopranos in real time. I wish Twitter was around because interaction for that show would have been excellent. But as great as Game of Thrones is, I'm, I'm gonna make a bold, uh, hot take. I believe with my whole heart that. The show that's probably going to replace that time slot, Westworld, is going to be a better show. You heard it here first. Westworld is excellent. The, the reason why I think it would be great is because I don't know if anybody watched the show Lost. Anybody watch that show? Mm. Okay. I'm not know Oh, man. So, again, that show looked crazy. Lost had the potential to be one of the best shows of all time. Excellent story writing. Finale. Excellent characters. It, it, it. The series finale was so bad. It was so bad. But the guy that uh, produced Lost is actually working on this show. I think he's not going to make the same mistakes he made with Lost, which gives this show the potential to be one of the all-time greats. So, uh, Elle, you got any shout-outs? Shout-outs to my puppy, Jeter, for being cute. So, you know, we have crazy cat ladies, and uh, Elle is projecting <laughs> herself to be the tri-DM crazy diver. So. Uh, if y'all want to improve her life, jump in the DMs, send them nudes, you know, she, she's, I've authorized the exchange of nudes, she will exchange nudes with you if you send yours first, you know, you gotta get it popping out here, you know, cuffing season is upon us, you know, the weather's starting to get cooler, you know, you gotta find you a, uh, you know, Blizzard Bay and Winter Bay. <laughs> You she lying like she's from the podcast with you. I know her in real life, you know. She she's looking for that blizzard base. So if you out there, you know, send, send them snowflakes in their DMs. Let her know what's good. <laughs> let her know you pay the heat bill around these parts. So <laughs> yeah, shout out to Chuck Decoy, shout out to KJ Dallas Kid, shout out to Donald Savage, shout out to Reduce Lunch Podcast, uh, shout out to Get Wavy Podcast. Shout out to everybody who uh, messes with the committee again. If you listen to Apple Podcasts, drop us a review, drop us a rating, subscribe, let us know what's good. And uh, if you listen to SoundCloud, comment. We will uh, respond to you. That's why I think we're better than uh, most podcasts. Like, I don't know why people really like hype up these super big podcasts. Like, mess with your local people. We'll actually interact with you. Like, uh, I can't even think. Like, for the most part, if you, like, message someone like Charlamagne, he's probably not going to hit you back. But if you want to chop it up with us, you'll definitely chop it up. I'm probably burning my eyeballs out being on Twitter all day, but, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice my retinas for your yes. entertainment. So I have I have responded to everyone that has ever added me. No matter what they have said, I have responded to it. So I will interact with you. Yes. And L will send you news. So, again, this is the Comedy Podcast. We out. Peace.